0: live you know it's where the majority of people live um and then what is it how how do we how does that begin to break down where we start to have a little dialogue with there's more than just face value here there's something there's something going on in the midst of everything and it's that second level of seeing where you're not um i wouldn't call it you're totally in the realm of formlessness and essence um but essence is starting to come through you're starting to sense the memo through the message if you will Mm -hmm. um and then kind of the third realm uh this is this is very um duns scotus right of like the univocity of seeing the one voice comes through you then you then do you 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 can behold things in their essence and none of us live there a hundred percent of the time but every so often eureka you're there um that's kind of what i just wanted to process with you in real time i love it
1: i and love it i mean it, let's just have fun with it see how far it goes and what I'm hearing I'm not is not
0: like. I mean, like these are literally my... This is scene version one. This is scene version two. It is some weird shit. Um, but you know, I, I think what because here's my hope is just enough for for people to not have to live in total form all the time. Not where we're always judging, critiquing, labeling, because that's the only. That's the only game in town. Um, you know, like just a little gentle nudge. I'm not so sure we need to go third, fourth density in this dialogue.
1: No, 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 that, that's um, not necessary.
0: But I, I, I think that um, it just gives a little soul that that I, I feel like a lot of people that listen to whatever I do are kind of just on that edge and they're and they're sensing the nudge or they're they're sensing sensing the pull i think it's it's an invite right into that second realm that gets you to the third realm so i don't know let's i'm gonna let you do your thing
1: well no i i think that we uh well first off are are you already recording no i'm not okay um because we're going to, probably when we start recording, you're going to want to be able to explain maybe a little, like how do you want to introduce the topic as something that we're processing through? Because what I'm hearing you say is it, this is less of a, quote, interview and really a, a life-giving dialogue of process to arrive at some place we both don't know, but um, we trust our journey enough to see how we get there. And and it may never. We don't know what that's going to look like, but um, we know depth is here, (laughs) and all of that. Yeah, is that is that what I'm hearing? Like you're, I'm a dialogue partner with you in this.
0: You're, you're partnering with like. Hey, I may even be wrong here, but my senses are. There's something, and, and and I'll also pitch it as like. You've helped me process some big ideas. Mm. Um, and uh, when I initially sent you this as kind of an idea, you kind of poked some holes in it and helped me be like, oh, yeah, that was helpful. Um, mm. So that that's, yeah, it, it, it's cool. totally a dialogue. Um, I am going to change the way that I am in... Uh, Hold on a second here. I'm actually... Because, Doug, I... Oh boy, it's bubbling up now. Hold on one second. Can you hear me now
1: perfectly okay i'm going to my phone i feel like my wi-fi out here in the office sometimes gets a little goofy so
0: um this will be a little bit better and if we get a glitch or something um we'll just i'll report back this is we can redo is, it
1: this is really good yeah you're you're coming in nice and clear at the moment am i
0: oh, okay yeah you're great I, for, for whatever reason, I, I feel like my Wi-Fi out here in the office, sometimes it gets glitchy. So when I was talking to you a minute ago, your your vocals got a little jarbled. And I often think that sometimes it's just even better for me to connect by cell phone. So that's where we're at now.
1: Okay. Um, I want to show you, I, I'm not alone. I do have a partner in this. And this is, uh, sh- she's really <laughs> real busy. She's praying for us. That's amazing. It's <laughs> my little Zen master.
0: I love it. I love it. Yes, we all need a Zen master. Okay. All um, right, man. I'm going to hit record. Let's, let's rock and roll. Let's do it. Daddy. Hey, friends. Ashton here, and welcome back to another episode of Good, True, and Beautiful. I'm excited today because uh, I'm throwing you a curveball, I'm throwing myself a changeup, and I'm throwing my guest a fastball. So we got. We're shooting metaphors right out of the gate here. Um, I don't remember when it was. It was at least one, two, three, maybe four years ago. Somehow, someway um, in the mysterious realms of the way our cosmos works, I found a voice that I was like, this voice should be my friend. And uh, I, I think the way this story goes is I sent him an email and said, "Hey, I'm uh, I, I'm seeing your work in the world. I'm interested. Uh, any chance we could be friends? Could we be like hang out? Would that be cool?" And he said, "Well, will come to my office in Dallas." And so I literally knocked on this door. I went in a building. I knocked on this door, and uh, he answered. And from there, uh, such a fun friendship has followed from then um we send each other random text about big questions in the universe he pokes holes in my ideas i try to poke holes in his but his are his are pretty pretty well put together (laughs) compared to mine uh and with that being said i'm just super excited to invite back to the conversation here doug scott uh, a friend and um does beautiful work in the world and uh is that how this is that how we got here, Doug? is that, is that what we're gonna roll with? Uh, I, I
1: think we're <laughs> brothers um, in, in so many different ways. and you are one of the few people in my life that I can text random things at random times at a depth and then you just pick it up. Uh, you reply back with something that makes me think differently. Um, I love our give and take, and our, I think we're dialogue partners in, in this life. And so I, yeah. I think today is going to be just a, uh, an intense version of that, <laughs> maybe, huh?
0: <laughs> For sure well you have been very gracious in my redneck mysticism as uh we've we've learned to call it uh that um and, and i do believe we speak the same language mine just has a little bit more twang in it if you will um, well by the end but, of our conversation i'll
1: probably be talking like that too because that's what happens to me
0: <laughs> so um let's let's just let's say where we're going yeah. today. um i a few months ago one of our text threads was something along the lines of, "Hey, I'm, I'm, I, I you know, the conversation is very r- roaring mm-hmm. uh, of not what to see, but how to see, right? Not talking about what to see in the world. It, it's it's as you journey down the wisdom path, it, it's about
2: learning how to see. Yes, sir. Um,
0: and the questions become a lot more beautiful and and interesting when it's about how and not what. Um, and I sent you this conversation, maybe it was a podcast that I was kind of processing and you poked some holes in it and I was like, man, that was, that was really helpful, I hadn't I hadn't thought about that. And so what I thought we could do today in real time, uh, for all of our friends here that have gathered around the fire to, to hear you and I go back and forth, um, is just process seeing and maybe these kind of three levels that i'm sensing and if i'm wrong on three levels you're gonna tell me uh you you may have some thoughts here but I, i thought we could kind of just pass this back and forth and maybe at the end of this conversation um our listeners can can have some fresh eyes have some enchanted eyes they can sense maybe a little what's going on beneath the surface and that's kind of where we're going
1: today so does that work for you yes um just to let you know that my computer says problem report for facetime so we might i don't know if i'm going to lose you we may have to come back Right now, you're should okay. We both,
0: should we both just go to audio only? Would that be helpful? I'd rather try to do the visual because
1: you're so good looking, okay. and um, <laughs> you know it's inspirational on this end. And I'm just kidding. Uh, let's let's just. I, I like the face to face, so let's try. But if if we have to go okay. to audio, we will. No big deal.
0: Okay, yeah. sounds good. Okay. So. Um, so let's just start here. The, the premise of this dialogue that I, I kind of wanted to to just walk through is almost these three levels of seeing. And um, in short, where I'm, where I want to move us, where I want I want to go ahead and Shakespearean uh, in a Shakespearean way, say where we're going at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That that there is the there is the realm of form that we all live in, the external world. Um, you go a little bit deeper, you peel the onion back, you you then start moving into not totally the realm of formless, but where the formless speaks through the form, if you will. Um, Kind of the, 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 you start to see life and all of the placeholders of life as the, uh, uh, maybe the, um, the place where the message comes through. And then eventually we get to that place of essence the uh the soul of things the univocity, if you will the one voice so that's kind of where i think we're headed today um but why don't we just begin with just stating the obvious that most of us all the time give most of our attention to just the external world of form the people places faces and places that we go um, and, and, then, and then maybe
2: from there, we can
1: start peeling the onion back. Mm. Okay. Well, you've set it up very well. And let me uh, repeat back what I think I heard is the ultimate goal. And that is to somehow arrive at the place of unitive consciousness where uh, who we are on form is the place where we can express who we are as essence. And that that I, that, as Meister Eckhart would say, that I is the same I, the, the I that I see God is the same I that God sees me, that unit of consciousness, that depth, that profundity. Because your episodes here in the past, um, say, six months or so, I've noticed is you have that gift of, um, Digging a little deeper and a little deeper and providing people Breadcrumbs say that the journey that you have are going on uh, As arriving in this depth and then you're able to explain it in a way that uh, others can walk with you and We're trying to get at how to live in a world of form That is both true and appropriate for form living but do so with an intentional place to Uh, of units of consciousness. Is that what I'm hearing? Something like that? Well said. Well (laughs) said. Okay. Um, and you're listing out in your paradigm here, these three levels, one is form. One is the intermediate place of form and essence. And then one is essence. Could you help me understand where you're coming from there? The three layers?
0: I I think that's right. I, I think, um, and again, it almost feels a little too obvious to even talk about. Uh, uh, just of course, form is where we all we all begin. But I think this is the place where these are the borders and lines and shapes of our lives. This is the this is where preference, difference, um, distinction. You know, you know that's that's all happening. The ego loves to to really. Um, Think that's home base, if you will, uh, and I guess it is. You know, at the at, at that form uh, or at that level of, of consciousness, really, that is home base for the ego. Um, the next though is, is when we, I think, when we all start to sense that there's a little bit more going on here. That this this just isn't uh, a job. This just isn't a role. This just isn't a family. This just isn't a friend. Like there's there's actually there's actually uh, uh, something to behold in the midst of all these things. And, and then in that third level, of units of consciousness, um, none of us live there all the time. Like I, I'm fully aware that you and I will leave this conversation and go, oh yeah, it's we're, we're not just gonna walk around in a total bliss, zen-like state at all times. Uh,
2: but it doesn't mean it's not available. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, and so I, I think what
0: I wanted to do is maybe just state some of like the, well, here we go. On the outer level of form, we tend to um, live out of conclusions. We tend to uh, compare and critique and name, and label and, and I know for me it's just been helpful to go oh wow yeah I name and label and critique and judge and, and that is always in the level of form consciousness if you will um, and so I think it just to hear you kind of mm. riff on that yeah. could be helpful for some of us as, as, we, as we navigate our outer world which is important we don't want to discount it and you and I are not saying throw it away mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's I think it provides a little bit of space that we can, we can step back a bit from it and go, ah, that's what that is. Um, and, and, and then we're not as attached to it. This is, I think maybe that's where it is. This is where detachment starts to become an idea that we can walk and behold.
1: Okay. Gorgeous. Yeah. I'm not sure you're going to like where I want to go but I'm going to throw it out there, brother. And, uh, if I go too far afield, pull me back in and be assertive about it. it. Because I've really been thinking about these topics for about a year and a half. Um, before you actually started to dialogue with me on this, these questions of form, uh, and and also a lot of the assumptions that we make, particularly in the Western way to understand theology. And the reason why I've been delving into a different paradigm is because I'm not sure if the realm of substance theology, say, or substance philosophy, which is to me maybe somewhat of where you're framing this uh, question belongs i'm not sure if that's the best way to talk about reality now um, given what we know about quantum physics given what we know about yeah what science teaches us so what i'm i have been absolutely excited about i've dialogued with um, still a much of a student of is this whole realm of of process thought, process philosophy, process theology, particularly coming from the incredible mind of Alfred North Whitehead. So, Whiteheadian thought is uh, something that I'm really diving into. And I'm not the only one, um, say, in the Catholic realm, <clears throat> although my, my faith background is Catholic and we still attend Mass. I think that even though I still see myself as Catholic, uh, um, I would be not considered Catholic probably by a lot of Catholics. (laughs) Uh, But I I fall in line with a lot of what Elia Dalio also seems to be arriving at in her path. I might be even a little edgy for her. I'm not sure, but what I um, am trying to understand and you actually framed this whole conversation with the right word, that is process. So what I'd like to do is restructure, maybe restructure the the categories you laid out within the realm of process thought and see if that opens up something that um, is life-giving or do we need to kind of go back backwards and, and move back into the this other way? The reason why I don't like uh, substance theology, which is what the West has based itself on, particularly the Christian West, is this idea that uh, God and creation are two different substances. Um, that somehow can't be reconciled and that we needed a reconciler to bridge the substantial gap. Um, For example, I remember when I was really into Catholic apologetics years ago. Thank God I'm not there anymore. This is probably 25 years ago. You know, I remember when we were learning how to defend Mother Mary from Protestants who were thinking we were worshiping Mary when we prayed to Mary and the hell Marys and whatnot, and uh, I remember learning this idea of, no, no, we reserve worship for God as Latria, but when we are honoring our brothers and sisters is called Dulia. And when we're honoring a saint or Mother Mary, it's hyper-Dulia. <laughs> so the, the, the idea here is that the substance of humans, the human essence, if you will, Dulia um, is different than what is appropriate to honor in God as Latria. There's these two different tiers and orders of being, and I just I think that that works in a Newtonian way, a Newtonian physics where um, where we are able to see things as particles and everything rotates in a nice circle way. It works for that, but it doesn't work anymore. And so, process theology is offering. Um, in a very intuitive way it seems to really make a lot of sense even if it's a challenge for substance theology so let me give you an idea of process theology um, God in process thought is well how I have come to term God and who can really define God but this is my working probably bad definition but God is the What, the how, and the who of eternal becoming. The what, the how, and the who of eternal becoming. So God is the uh, originator of the desire to become. And God is the, so the alpha and God is the omega of eternal becoming. And everything that evolves inside this 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 ultimate transcendent layer, these fractals and holons of God that are in process of developing, is also God, <laughs> but now in the myriad forms of God, which gods as a verb, God godding God kind of thing, sure. and if you will, and so, uh, but notice I said God is the what, the how. And the who I put the who last, because one of the notes that Whitehead um, I think rightly affirms is that consciousness, the sense of identity, is not something that precedes all of manifestation, but rather is something is like the crowning jewel of manifestation as a way to understand itself so let me let me back up and, and define what i'm trying to say here cosmogenesis in a process theology would state something like um the eternal creator had an instinct to want to know itself it was like an er thought you are thought like an original thought that original thought wasn't a, a formed thought it wasn't like in infinity knew everything uh, infinity actually knew nothing nothing because it's pure awareness itself pure white light if you will um, and whitehead talked about life the definition of life for whitehead is the bid for freedom the bid for freedom and the first step of the bid for freedom is to become free, if you will, of pure awareness. Pure awareness doesn't know itself. It's impossible to have any development. And so pure awareness has to come to some level of um, focus so that there is a self to experience. All right, so we have this maybe original thought could be seen as like an original instinct to know itself to know gnosis and then that original thought if you will uh, divided in all kinds of ways and these kinds of ways went out and replicated the original thought so let's just say for example uh, you've got a million shards of this original thought okay, and each shard is God experiencing God's self God in each shard has a desire to experience and so there's that initial movement of knowing itself but it's not until you have a plurality a multiplicity a manyness that you have the capacity for relatedness
2: and
1: so first it's it's one as uniformity, and then it's multiplicity, diversity, diversity, and then the, and then the diversity is there both as God, but also for the purpose of relation, relating. So relationality would be the means through which this diversity um, experiences. But here's the thing: there's a, there's a, another original. Like part of the original thought, like say part B. Part A is to experience the self. Part B of this original thought is all entities seek and become one. Like there's something about uh, every single part of this uh, multiplicity, the diversity, as God is ingrained in it to seek complexity and become one into a new singularity a new complexity that is um different it's a diff it it, it is it, it is not just an addition of a plus b plus c plus d it's a gestalt a wholeness that is now created and experiences reality at a higher order of being okay and in order for all of that to happen um We have a, it's a process theology that begins an instinct, moves to creating something, and then there's a distillness, there's a coming together. And in that coming together, that original desire, it seems to me that there's a third stage. So we have going out, coming back in, and then the third stage is distilling what was experienced And coming up with some kind of way to to measure that, (laughs) to appreciate that, to process what was just experienced. And then enjoy desire to experience more intensely this something. Mm -hmm. And that more intensely then moves out into manyness uh, and then comes back together. To a new gestalt, and again, that new gestalt is a processing. And then again another big bang happens and we blow back out. So just to sum up this part is, I know that um, what was that? you'll have to help me with the Catholic writer uh, Francis O'Connor, Oh, it'll come to me, but who said um, everything arises much- must converge. Everything that arises must converge. And Whitehead, the whole one sentence that captures his entire process philosophy is uh, this magic formula that is, the many become one and are increased by one. And that increased by one is a new gestalt. Yeah. So just to say this then that we have um substance it's okay to talk about substance because inside this formation this process we will have what Whitehead calls eternal objects uh that emerge and they are all everything is in process like a rock can be something that stays around for millions of years but every single quantum moment you know the speed of light like quantized at the speed of light every single moment it's uh being recreated the moment is actually it's a moment of opening up and then coming together as rockness and then opening up and coming back together so everything is this process moving does some things stabilize which allows for greater process. So, how do you how do you sit with all this? First off, <laughs>
0: you know, I, I, the, When you, when you started saying about um, the the point of singularity uh, becoming this 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 explosion of forget how you phrased it multitude or diversity multiplicity, yeah um, multiplicity. I, the, the, my, my first thought I had was, oh, this is this is kind of where we start having the panentheism conversation, right? And it's not God is all things. We are not saying that, but we are saying God is in all things and all things are in God, um, which I think is very, very essential that that we hold that um, idea at the forefront of what we're talking about, right, that um, in all of those levels of form, and maybe that's where I'm going here, like we all start on the level of form, we navigate our days, We get in our cars we drive to our jobs we do what we do we raise our families like but in the midst of all that there is a there's a conversation that can arise there is a a relational tune that you start to get that starts to get queued up maybe i don't know I, i maybe this is a good question like at what point do you start to get in on that joke Right, I mean, do you? Is it great love and great suffering that starts inviting the ah? There's, there's more here than just the sticks and bricks that I thought. There's actually a message, a memo that's trying to come through. Um, because that's kind of where I wanted to go next. Is it's easy for us to talk about form and how that got here, but what I want to talk about is the soul of things, right? That 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 can bring a holiness back to our not just our days, but our minutes, that mm-hmm. there is something else going on here and you happen to be a part of it and you are it, right? Like, where does that conversation start? And yep. maybe, I mean, I can, just, I can just reflect on my own experience that I was lost in the realm of form until I had that great love, great suffering moment at 29. And and then, then all of a sudden, Whoa! I, I was plugged into a whole different thing that was happening in front of me.
1: Um, you and I are saying the same thing using different words. Um, because I I, I wanna I wanna walk with you where you're going. I, I know where you're going. I wanna backtrack for a second though, that I, and I think it might be worth it. Um, and that is. I have stopped using the word form as as form being uh, something that we would maybe akin to like sarks or or the false self that you know we've talked about before Um, and instead I want to say that form is as we know it is as a part of this process this eternal process there are some things in this eternal process that is is constantly happening that will is really made up of there are some things that are made up of many processes that have unified and become one and they stay around for a long time so like for example you are a society of these smaller more micro processes that are happening all the time And that you are a society of these things called Ashton. And I'm a society of these things called Doug. But every second, this society is recreating me and recreating me and recreating me. Like, for example, Heraclitus said, no one steps in the same river twice mm mm-hmm. uh, meaning it's the same river it is geographically the same river but it, the water flowing it's it's changing every second and then whitehead took that and said you know hold my mead just kidding um <laughs> no one no thinker thi- is the same thinker no thinker thinks twice that you at every moment is you recreated at a quantized amount of time. It's extraordinarily quick, Uh, but every moment we have the potential to break open to some kind of novelty, and so in a minute we're going to go to the great love and great suffering because that's what brings us into novelty, but what I have started to stop saying, believe it or not, uh, panentheism, and you and I, of course, are friends with and certainly uh, mentees of Richard Rohr, um, one, one of the greatest spiritual people I know, um, and, you know, he, he really l- loves to use panentheism, and I'm glad he does. Uh, Elia Dalio has been more courageous of late, saying, actually, I think we should go back to pantheism a little bit, <laughs> because mm-hmm. even Paul says, Christ is all and in all. Christ is all, is pantheism, that everything in some way is God. But also we have this Christ is in all, that everything is also, there's an indwelling presence. So the way I've been understanding the Trinity in a sense from this perspective is God transcends all things, God incarnates as all things, and God dwells within all things. So, so we have that multi-layer. But instead of panentheism, what I've been saying is uh, pan, well, borrowing from Whitehead and process thinkers, pan experientialism. That everything is God experiencing itself as itself. So there's that Duns Scotus, the aseity, the isness of everything is experiencing itself. But it's doing it inside this one meta transcendent layer of of becoming that is experiencing itself so just like you make up trillions and trillions of smaller moments smaller events occasions that are quick 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 experiencing themselves perishing giving you know dying and then giving itself into the next moment and then that on uh, you are a macro version of that well we are macro versions in the universe in the multiverse are macro versions of this one event this one organism that is doing this and so i take it one step further though that the process the theologians will talk about pan experientialism and this is where it's getting to your point of um breaking open to a greater reality is I've actually, maybe I'm too Catholic, could be, but I've actually really, really been excited and I want to write about this idea of pan-sacramentalism. And here's what I mean by pan-sacramentalism is it seems to be the case that God is wholeness itself. Um, It seems to be the case that within this wholeness, there are two, if you will, domains of wholeness, one domain, actually three, three domains of wholeness inside the grander, grander wholeness, na- the nature of God as is, is unity or wholeness. There is the inf- infinite possibility, like infinite potential layer domain of wholeness, infinite possibility and then there is on the other side there is infinite actuality of wholeness but possibility doesn't become actuality until it moves into this third which is probability so we have possibility infinite possibility and then something that is already actualized let's say you are already actualized you desire something and use your imagination ultimately it's some advance of creativity a creative advance your own godding reality huh mm-hmm. and you imagine something an infinite possibility that is and then your imagination is framed by your own biases okay and you begin to zone in of what is infinitely possible into something that might be able to be brought into tangible actuality, but it's not yet made manifest. And so now it moves in your mind into into a probability. Huh? Like you might've thought about, I would like to do a podcast before you actually bought the mic and you know all this other stuff and made up the awesome title. Uh, it, it was in the realm of probability and then your faith and will was necessary as an incarnated sentience and necessary to bring in that probability into manifestation. Why? Because this was your creative advance, a part of your own process. But you are a whole-on or fractical or, or a minor or say micro event occasion called Ashton who is experiencing himself inside this larger macro transcendent wholeness that is both, that contains both infinite possibility, the probabilities, and the actualities. And so finally, to bring it to pan-sacramentalism, I think the greatest expression, the, the telos, the end point, the omega inside the great omega. Maybe you can call these micro omega moments, I'm not sure, but it's when incarnated intelligence, I think on this planet would be the human level, creation come to to self-awareness. Incarnated intelligence sees, witnesses, appreciates another incarnated event and loves it into its possible fullness here in the manifested universe. So, for example, um, if you were to have a difficult, I won't say you, let's say uh, if, a, if a husband didn't have a good relationship with his wife, for example, and uh, there was a lot of, issues around ego and false self and stuff maybe on both ends and so neither of them were able to communicate very well well they did create in coming together they created a new third which is the relationship um it didn't that relationship didn't exist until those two came together so the many arise and converge and become one so we have the two people choosing each other becoming one couple we speak in the singular one couple but let's say that couplehood Uh, of communicating and mirroring the fullness of who they are uh, isn't happening because of sorry got a um, phone call here isn't happening because of of each each issues each one has these issues maybe in the unconscious but let's say at some point maybe they go to counseling maybe they've had a conversion experience to where they're blockages between the flow of them, the the relationship that is a third entity starts to have a flow that is uh, much more blockage free. (laughs) Then all of a sudden you have I uh, think you've reached the level of taking that relationship that was an experience, the mode of experience between the two, and you've raised it almost like a priest would on the consecration, raised it up to the level of consecration. That mm-hmm. now it is its mm-hmm. highest and greatest wholeness that is reached a crescendo and a om- omega point that was always and everywhere possible. In the infinite possibility domain of wholeness then it was brought into manifestation and now through the two having worked through their issues have brought it into its Omega wholeness on this side of actualization on this side of manifestation so pan sacramentalism is the human being experiencing daily life um, at a level where and unit of consciousness where every, quote, mundane thing is actually the very epicenter of of God's glory, lo- God learning about God's self, experiencing God's self, that everything is supremely sacred because it is God experiencing God's self. And it needs a human being to witness that and to bring it to its full fruition. You know, that's kind of what I would say. But I don't know. How do you sit with this? Maybe I'm it's too much.
0: <laughs> well, as I as I just heard, was listening to you process it. I was thinking to myself when you mentioned the, the 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 blockage there, right? And I think that's that is what I'm talking about in the level of form when we feel stuck or we don't feel like we are seeing with the most beautiful eyes yes. and I was, and I just thought to myself you're talking about being in love and I'm not talking about in a romantic sense mm. I'm talking about Sinatra. what a world what a life I'm in love this is that's where you want to get to start seeing where there are those blockages in your world right and and I and I go maybe I'm just too basic in this understanding, but I think it may be helpful for some of our listeners. If you just feel like it's another day, another dollar, and you're just kicking the dog on the way to work, and you're just honking the horn at everyone that's wrong, because you're never wrong, um, my senses are you're not in love. And I'm not talking about with your spouse. I'm just talking about you aren't. Life is happening for you. And on the level of four, most of the time it's life is happening to me. And, and I and I think what you were yeah. getting to uh, that Goding, and if God is love and and if if the singular singularity, the expression of that was to be of love and it's the you mentioned possibility. What was the second one? Probability. Uh, potenti- yeah, potentiality possibility, probability, I think those were all in there. Um, just to make it real simple, the goal is love. And I don't know if any of us can put our thumb on what is that, right? Uh, it's very mysterious. I mean, one guy once said it keeps going in the end, it's not a banging gong, it's not a banging symbol. Uh, it keeps no record of wrongs, that'll get you out of form real fast, right? Um and so as i hear you process this that was really helpful uh in 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 your language to help me process what i think i'm i'm learning what reality is teaching me and i'm open to learning is that uh if the goal is love then a loving stance and loving eyes tend no just may be the thing that blocks opens up the blockage, okay. lets the waters out of the dam and, and let you know, quote unquote, lets the river flow, mm. if you will, um, to, uh, back to that beautiful singularity of all things are one. And, and we, we, we all experience this in, in different ways. I mm. mean, for me, it's always like, man, about one out of every seven days, like I feel the sun on my skin and there is, there's, if there's it's just more than some vitamin D hitting the hitting the skin right there's there's something there there's a uh, there's a there's a metaphor memo it's the mediator to the message um and in that moment all I can say is all things are one you know it's kind of this divine Malu um Tehard kind of way of of being in the world and so you're right and and this is help, helpful for me to hear you say hey we can use different language when we're talking about these things and you can take it in one direction but at the end of the day I think what we're getting at what, what I wanted everyone to hear is hey there is another way mm. of seeing there's another way of seeing that's available and it may actually be The software that came with your packaging, you the form packaging, right? And and we and we these names Ashton Doug, we bolt on so many ideas, so many identity idolatry. I we I I I I, we 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 put we put a lot of stuff there. But I'm more I'm more curious about who I am before I had a name, who I was before I had a. All right, who I am before all of the, the outer layers yes. came in there and and that is available it's almost like another name for god is available right now right, right now can
1: i do an expe- can i do can i do something with you right now that i've done uh, the past 6 months with my clients to get exactly at what you're at uh By the way we are speaking the same language here Love, as Richard Rohr says and others, is a verb more than a noun. That's right. And in order for love to even exist, there has love is a relational term. One doesn't love is something. I have to have an another subject to love, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that that Mm -hmm. form of love, if you will, loves me back. And and what is loved in between us is an amplification and intensification of love. You know? Love is a flow. Love is is always a process. So the very stuff that I'm talking about, God is in process, That, the the thrust of that process is love, what is manifested is love, and then what is intensified is love. Just like you said. And I think what I'm also trying to say, which is what you were getting at just there, is um... There are lower orders of this uh, flow. A rock loves itself as a rock and is in relationship from the rocks position to its immediate environment but there's not an intentionality about it and very little novel movement can come into the rocks consciousness you know because a rock isn't really self-aware rock has a primordial sense of experience but cannot um, uh, really move into novelty the human however has it's a higher form of this um, organism and A human can make novel choices amongst the infinite potential that is always available. But we often don't think we even have the free will to do that. We don't even know we have the free will to make different choices. And what you're saying is right right now, not tomorrow, not after this vacation, not after this hard thing. I mean, those things can help. But right now, we actually have the ability to, to welcome in... Novel somethings that will give us a different experience of ourselves. And the question becomes is, well, what are your goals? What, it, what are your values to to orient the direction about where you want to experience? So I'm going to do three things with you, or, or one thing that has th- uh, three components is something I do with my clients to, to illustrate our point. Um, I'm going to ask you to imagine right now that you were on your funeral, okay? So you're, you're a, a soul that's able to kind of float around on, at your funeral. And you see a group of your best friends and loved ones, your family, gathered together. And Ashton, they are talking about good things about you and what you meant to them. You, the, the depth of your being How has that touched them? And I'm going to ask you right now, if you can, what three things do you really hope that you would hear from them? That you were this, that you were that, that you were that.
0: Beautiful question, by the way. What three things do I wish I would hear? Um... he helped me see
1: he helped me see
0: he helped me see that's that's number one uh number two um he he saw me in my essence uh and then number three would just be a cosmic Uncontrollable panic attack laugh until eternity, of where you cannot regain control of the laughter that is the joke of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's great. So
1: um, he helped me see. And so if that is a value it's pointing at a value. And so what you did is you just named three interconnected, interlocking values and we want to get at those three levels. So what I'm doing right now is I'm going unconscious. So if we, if we picture an iceberg and the top of the iceberg is conscious, what we're doing is we're getting scuba gear and we're going down under the water and we're finding out three main values that you have lived your entire
0: life on. Um, and oh, I can tell you. I can already. I'm already under the water. I can tell you. Yeah. Through those. Okay. Uh, awareness.
1: All right. Awareness, like awareness, being the great predecessor to all
0: states of beauty, states of gratitude. Like that's why that's where I come with that. Help me see. Uh, number mm. two, uh, he saw the essence. Uh, um. Like soul. You know, like soul is a uh, a big, big value. So how you know, about right? this? Because uh, it's, awareness
1: is as awareness, and then coupled with that is authoring or um, calling out, like uh, witnessing. Yeah. the soul and the other—is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes, and the soul in everything. In everything, right? Like the the uh, <laughs> the, the hum.
0: Everything's humming, mm. and being in on that, and enjoy
1: like joy, joy. There it
0: is. Just joy, awareness, joy, joy witnessing, being the culmination of all that,
1: and and actually they go in. What you just named is beautiful because they're actually tiered. You can't have joy unless you have the capacity to witness, and you can't have witness unless you have the capacity for being aware or awake. You've just named a a, a a tiered system that builds upon each other and they're three distinct but interpenetrating interconnected values that have that frame ashton's absolute soul. soul yep. and notice that if 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 my theory is right you feel a sense of uh all systems are firing all s- cylinders are going a feel of God moment in the flow when you are checking those boxes in every moment, like when you are able to be aware, witness at the depth and um, find joy and humor in that depth of that, you're feeling in the flow. But when you are not feeling in the flow, it's one, two or three of those things that you're not fully uh, embodying in that moment. You
0: judge yourself. Right. The, the music is not queued up the music's not playing when those three are not doing their thing
1: and then is it also true ashton this is an open question is in what way might you say uh, be disappointed in somebody else in other words my theory is that we judge people and ourselves also on these three values So we might get irritated with somebody if we feel like in that moment they're not very aware. Mm -hmm. They're not witnessing what is going on right now. They have no desire to elder, if you will. They don't even know what that is. Mm -hmm. Um, And and the sense of uh, not only lack of joy, but almost a a black hole that sucks the energy. There's, There's a sense of despair. That might be something that you react against, huh?
0: Yeah, or it's it's a little it's a, it's all too serious for me. Mm. That that it's it, it's like whoa, whoa 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 like. And back to form, you're taking all that too serious. Yes, right. Like yeah, that, that's not that actually isn't you. That actually isn't us. Mm-hmm. That actually isn't the juice, the glue, the energy, the white light, light. That's that, I mean, yeah, we gotta have it, and it's there, and it's twenty twenty four. But that's not. That's not all of it. Yes, those moments I do experience frustration.
1: Yeah,
0: and I don't say much. I don't say much. <laughs> yeah, well, that's <laughs> I get real quiet.
1: that's that's an improvement. I wish a lot of my clients and myself could learn to not say much.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I,
2: I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But see, uh, this would be a way I think that when you can def- define when. When us human beings, like a lot of my job as a counselor and a spiritual director is to help people literally bring from the unconscious, say three, there might be more than three, but usually there's three pivotal ones uh, that we have lived our life trying to bring into potentiality, probability rather, and then manifesting through our embodiment, uh, three values that we need to learn to articulate. So, nothing gets at that like death. That's why I'm bringing that. You're at your funeral, you're hearing people talk good things about you. What do you really hope they say? That brings it from the unconscious to the conscious. And then, once it's conscious, bring it down to, say, three one worded values that you can kind of Mm -hmm. be comfortable with and see if that doesn't provide the foundation, the lens now that has always and everywhere been there to view. Uh, the rest of your life because if you can now in those moments of um, great love and great suffering those moments of powerlessness whether the catalyst of that powerlessness is something of awe and wonder love or uh, suffering that brings you into again vulnerability to and powerlessness see if that feeling of it, um resistance can be the very catalyst that helps us now say wait a minute my three values are awareness witness and joy in what ways am i um not living in what and what things am i not aware about how am i not witnessing the sacrament the sacramentality of this moment and in what ways can i find joy even though it feels like vulnerability and joy can be congruent with anxiety joy can be congruent with even feeling melancholy joy is a perspective of wholeness that it all belongs right what do you think about that
0: no i think i I think that's exactly it and you bring up death and i just when i when i hear, hear you i think when i see through the eyes of the true self mm. um these external forms have died unless the grain of wheat dies right but if it dies it bears much fruit in the realm of form there is a lot of death that has to happen amen minute minute to minute yeah in order in order to see the light that is shining through all things not some things not every other thing not even numbered things not odd numbered things everything and so maybe that's you've helped me process this in real time if you want to be like sinatra what a world what a life i'm in love probably what has to die is a lot of this ego form or maybe some of the stuff that we've put all our chips on that we thought was it. As that as that dies, as that fades away, um light knows light. Light sees the light. Light recognizes depth light. knows depth. Yeah, exactly. Depth knows depth. And so you you definitely step in the new gentle way. Your uh you lose battle language that goes away a fight a battle every day's a battle i'm just putting up putting up the fight i'm just fighting through it i'm grinding through it you leave that language uh and, and you enter uh just way more interesting language maybe more possibility uh if you will um
1: and from there you you start just being available to what's emerging mm-hmm um, and not only available to what is emerging, point. but you actually uh, r- discover uh, w- become aware that you have authorship in what is emerging too. It, not in a controlling way, yep. but in a way that invites something new that couldn't emerge until y- you and I uh, had a breaking open of heart so that that could emerge and then be witnessed into actualization. Yep.
0: Yeah, bingo, bingo. And, and oftentimes, it comes via conflict. Of course, asymmetrical moments. It has to. Things that you wouldn't necessarily invite, but the light's coming through. That, and, and, yeah. and maybe you got Maybe you just need some mantras in your pocket all the time. Like, and good friends.
1: Light? And good friends like Ashton that <laughs> that can help us, uh, help us hold those places of constriction inside us and may be able to see shards of light where we can't you know and I can't in that moment but it's always and everywhere there in possibility. but my gaze because I'm so used to maybe my worldview of I have a right to be angry about this I have a right to feel the daily grind about that but all of a sudden I open my eyes to see all of the array of things in possibility that i wasn't even aware that was there and now i can call into a probable state something new If now now maybe i can yeah. imagine that's why i ask my clients imagine what it would be like if you could live have a good relationship what would that look like you know get invoke their imagination to see in their mind's eye and then all of a sudden now we can make concrete steps of bringing that about which always will be about dying what do i need to die inside here so that this can rise yeah
0: and the awareness i'll say this i'll add this as a note Mm. it's always so much smaller than you ever envisioned, and, and by that I mean where where you really start to plumb the depths of yourself and the universe all at the same time is in the nooks and crannies of life, where where you you know I, I did a podcast once on coarse black pepper, like literally coarse black, but being like if 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 you can just get it there. If you can just say all things are one in this little piece of coarse black pepper, then like the big stuff, marriage and kids and business and all like, yeah, it just it just happens. And so I I would invite everybody as you as you uh, as your journey moves out of the realm of form form into the formless space. Mm hmm and you start to get in on the joke that you and I are talking about, don't expect this to be loud, big stuff in your life. You're, you're going to there's this it's, it's razor thin, but you just start to notice how jam packed with availability every single moment is. Um, and all I can say is just take our word on it. I don't even want to point out what that can be for you um but it's it is in the mundane it, that the magic is in the mundane and it, the magic is not in the magic the magic is illusion the drill magic is in the mundane and in the very small intricate often overlooked hidden places of your life and from there all things are one what a world what, what a life. world i'm what, in love
1: I, amen and unit of con- building on what you just said I would argue Shakespearean esque um, <laughs> building on that is unitive consciousness I think then would be to take what you just said and then look at the corner out-, out of the corner of your eye not just your mundane life like my immediacy of my life but also notice that everything has the same pattern of dying tomb which is a new womb into resurrection Mm. you know the acorn uh, the leaf the uh, caterpillar into a butterfly you know the the womb and tomb there is the um, cocoon obviously and then you have the emergence of the butterfly we literally go from something on the ground that uh maybe had dreams of flying one day and then yep. liquefies itself in the cocoon complete discombobulation yep. um and then moves into uh, the flying and reaching yep. heights say that was never possible down on the ground i think what then what you're saying then is unitive consciousness is seeing this not only in our our lives as humans but we as humans can see how this is always and everywhere true everywhere and that's what i'm saying is pan sacramentalism is notice that god is flowing form and flow everywhere all the time and the joy that comes from that unit of consciousness i think is what's called enlightenment don't you
0: that's right. You know, Everywhere, all the time. You're enlightened. Everywhere, all the time. You're enlightened
1: to wholeness. I think wholeness has its own luminosity, the luminosity of wholeness, mm-hmm. which is of course yeah. holiness. You know, and we intuit saints having these, uh, you know, auras around them and painting the halos. There's a luminosity to something that is whole. We we can intuit that, and that is enlightenment. There's a light coming from in and outwards.
0: That's right. I mean, even Jesus talks about the eye being the lamp of the body.
1: There it is. Right?
0: Like, uh, there's the, there's this light again. Um, the butterfly draws us in with her beauty. She transforms us with her story. Hmm. And, 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 and there you're seeing. So you get, you, we're all going to be invited. We're going to hang up from this call. Something's going to invite us in. And all I can say is, it's like, just listen for a bit
1: witness put on ashton channel your inner ashton become aware (laughs) aware and witness be a witness for things the depth of things and then find the joy where there once was constriction let constriction the feelings of constriction be the very catalyst to break us open into witnessing something larger and then finding the joy of participating in that flow
0: right brother and when you leave, here's the telltale sign of mysticism. Okay. And when you and when you leave that interaction or that moment or that sacrament, leave with questions and not answers. Better, better better questions. More beautiful questions. If you leave with more answers, guess what you're gonna do? You're gonna go you're gonna walk around live handing out the, the, the test questions to everybody, right? Oh, this is here's what you need. Get you some of this, that chapter verse that right leave with questions and and that that is how we invite the world to see I, I, don't, I don't think we can just command it mm-hmm. to happen what would be the point of that um, the divine is inviting us and then the aftermath is our life inviting the rest of the world of whose paths we cross and, and some take us up on the invitation and some don't, that's not our business. Um, but it's that invite to the light. And, and may, maybe that's where I was going today. It's like, how the mystic sees. <laughs> that's where, I think that's what you and I are talking
1: about here. How the mystic um, sees and lives it and embodies, and then creates yeah. the invitation for others to see and embody their own mystical journey. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful.
0: Dougie Scott, I think we did it. <laughs> I think we did it. Wait, I can tell you this: I'm leaving with more questions than answers, uh, which is always a good thing.
1: Yeah. Me too. And I'm questioning um, the how did I get so lucky to to connect with you, man, in this life? So I'm grateful. <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, man, I, uh, you know, as I started the call, super grateful for you and your friendship and your work in the world. Um, And it's been super meaningful to me. And just knowing that I can uh, lean on you for these things and you not uh, send me out to the loony house is uh, is a uh, grateful, grateful for that friendship.
1: Likewise, and thank you for allowing me to walk with you in your um, work of embodying this wholeness out there, this light. I love that you send me um, thoughts and ideas, and even rough drafts of your podcast, and then uh, in trusting that I'm whatever I say is important. So I just thank you yeah. for that.
0: Yeah, well, it's true, man. Right back, catch you, um, Doug Scott. Everybody, until next time, uh, grace and peace.
1: Grace and peace. God bless everybody. Bye. All right, we did it. That was great, man. We, Thank we, you. We
0: wrestled we wrestled the wild beast to the ground.
1: <laughs> I um I love it because what I thought you did so well as you always do is you you took what I was trying to do and brought it back to the same frame that you had. Now it's a lot more complex. Uh, say it's 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 understood at a at a, maybe a level that I hope is um, well. I think it's understood. I hope I didn't get too complex. My my own insecurity is that it was too much. But you, I think you kept us grounded. So thank you for that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, man. No, that was um, I, I, I do love and I find comfort in you and I. You know just turning the prism as the light Mm, hits it yeah um and uh i i really think that's um what we're doing you know and and you've done a great job of helping me with others be like oh i i i see what we're both talking about here yeah um you know i may be in portuguese over here and you may be in english but Mm -hmm.
2: uh there there is
0: a way for the rivers to converge um, and, uh, so super grateful for that. We'll get this, we'll get this up and out into the, into the into the wild, my friend.
1: Hey, one quick question. This is not related to this, but, um, are you, uh, I think one, our first time we met, you were kind of like wondering if you were going to stay real estate or if there was some way that you might imagine doing something else. I, I was just curious about where you might be.
0: No, I'm still, um. I mean, I'm, I, there is a, it's not lost on me, like the privilege, honestly, mm-hmm. that I have, um, of, uh, just getting to do what I do, um, from a, there are times that my three energy will go, hey man, isn't it time to really turn this into something, um, and I've, I've done enough work to where I know where that voice is coming from. Yeah. Um, I you know I'm hopeful that this will be what's called my life's work one day, um, and that it doesn't have to make a profit or do something is, is kind of fun. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm real I'm very content in the best sense of the word. Um, okay. And in doing what I do, work related, I think that's always going to be morphing into to different things. But um, you know, for for now, it's it's pretty great that I can I can navigate it this way. And, the reason why I'm um,
1: asking is because I've been seeing a lot of young or men about our age who are thinking they need to completely change careers and i'm always saying well wait a minute what if you were to do something on the side and then bring that vocation into the occupation you're using um yeah but you're you're one of the few that i've seen to actually navigate the both end of that so i just want to thank you for your witness on that
0: i I mean i think i subconsciously created it this way Mm. um i think i think people i think if people misunderstand the both end of it right and uh they they don't get significance out of the work the the workplace quote unquote whatever that is um which honestly is just hard to do anyway so for me i've almost just removed the dialogue of like oh i'm not going to get significance out of that and 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 I'm okay if that's wrong, but to me it allows me to to be—I uh, don't want to say detached, but because um, I'm because I do care. Uh, but not that it's going to have the final say on me and my story. Um, so I show up there, I, I do what I do. Um, it's easy for me, um, and then I go home and that's okay and I get to do this and so I, I I can see there are some guys that I've seen where they start asking the question of like is this all there is right and um I would just my initial gut reaction to some of those conversations is hey like whatever that the job category is for you like I mean I would even assume that Patrick Mahomes rolls his eyes a little bit going to practice every day. You know, like, so whatever we have in our minds that is just greener grass and it never has to be mowed and I'm in, in this Zen state, I'm not sure if that's, I'm sure it's available to some, but for me, I've just kind of been like, don't be so hard on your job, Ashton, just go do it and then then go live your life. Um, that's how I've approached it, and, I, and it's worked for me.
1: Beautiful. Love the integration of it.
0: All right, my friend. All right. Um, till next time. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's connect soon again.
1: Yes. Well, thank you so much for inviting me All to ahead. do it. See you. Right,
0: man. You bet. Thanks for always being there.
1: You bet. Bye. See you, buddy. <laughs>